Hello and t- welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Sean. And I'm Kate. And this is episode clickety-click 66. It is indeed. Is that right? The 66th and final episode and fi- yes, of indeed. the Fencing Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep, here we are and the time has come. <laughs> Bring things to a merciful ending. With the, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, with I'm the not singing podcast. the song. We, we, we did rehearse, but I'm not singing the song. Yeah, I think we needed a lot more rehearsal, so no singing involved in... In this episode, you can thank us later. <laughs> so yeah, we've made made the executive decision that uh, it's time to time to call it a day. Uh, truth, it's become pretty tri- tricky to actually find time to do all this, um, and that's not going to that's not going to change any for you, Gav, with uh, daughter number two on the way. Actually, it's son number one. Uh, son number one is it? It's what actually it's daughter number two. I, I don't know. It's son number one. So hey. yeah, in a couple of months, I'll be. This should be. Gav Junior. Uh, that's not what it's getting called, by the way. Uh, okay, hanging around. It's not getting called Sean either, and it's not getting called Kate. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, all of these are options, Gav. I mean, you can change your mind. These, these are options. It's true. Um, and quite a progressive guy, so you know, Kate. Uh, it's Sean, a hard, Sean it's Kate a hard one. Yeah, that's a fun route, actually. But yeah, it's gonna. So I'm gonna have a son on the way. Uh, so that's the end of December, theoretically. Charlie did. So, yeah. So I wouldn't have. So much. That's months and months of nappies and crying and. Sleep deprivation. That's right. That's exactly what I want at the best month of the year, you know. Yeah. That'll bring up Christmas no end. Exactly. I mean, you're going to be up anyway. Might as well just be with nappies as well. Yeah. Yeah, but the difference is I won't be drunk for like two weeks, which is how I normally spend Christmas. I normally spend drunk, you know, completely drunk for about two weeks. Not this year, though. Yeah. It's how it should be, isn't it? Yep. But not this time. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. That is an exciting thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it does mean you're going to be short of time for watching fencing and talking about it. Uh, yeah, although, you know, if I'm up early in the morning and there's fencing on, I think I will be watching it. <laughs> I've got a nice <laughs> big telly. Okay. I could just, oh, yeah. God, it's not, he's not sleeping again, right? God, what have we got on? I don't know. It's Azerbaijan Open, right? That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Kate, you have, uh, well, training hard. Yeah, I will, be, some... I will be watching fencing, just uh, mm-hmm. having time to sit down and, actually, and talk about it. And actually doing it, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. So what's your season looking like? Hardly any satellites that have not been cancelled, is there? They've all been cancelled. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> well, the ones I'd entered anyway have been cancelled. And then they've changed Orleon, which is going ahead. Um, so I follow the Orleon fencing club on Instagram and they put it up that it's changed from a World Cup to now it's a Grand Prix. And it's men's yes. and women's, but it's staying the same, which actually makes more sense because then you've, you know, less referees having to go, you know, I mean, all going to be at the one place, mm-hmm. boys and girls. Presumably so. that is replacing, though, uh, a World Cup that, uh, yeah, Grand Prix that's been cancelled from somewhere else. So I think, where are they usually? Moscow, Seoul, and somewhere in the Americas, is it not? Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the Americas that it's replacing. Is, this, um, is it not one of the ones that we can never watch? Is it one of those ones? But Grand Prix are supposed to always have television coverage, but is it not one that is always really difficult? Um, it's not too bad for women's sabre, actually. Because it's either Seoul, Moscow, or uh, the last one was in Montreal. Montreal, So I think it's replaced the one sure. in Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I've, never done it. I've never done a Grand Prix, so it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's going to be oh, early on. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's going to be the same venue and everything, but... Yeah. yeah. The, trick, the trick's to win it and get tons of points. Ah, uh, okay. Just That's my free coaching advice for the day. Yeah. yeah, we're back to offering the advice of go with plan A. Ah, yeah. And then the uh, European Championships, I was selected for 
They were meant to be held in 20, uh, April and then they got moved to October and um, not had any, any confirmation as of yet from EFC, as in European Fencing Feder- Confederation, or mm-hmm. the FIE of whether or not it'll go ahead. So uh, They put out a bulletin last week about the tournaments. Did you see that? Was that's it on that? Next, no, that's 2022. This is still the oh, 2021 right, okay. one. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Might not be able to go to Plovdiv this year, guys. I might be just that little bit heartbroken because everybody wants well, to go to Plovdiv. Yeah. Well, don't worry. There'll be something happening in Plovdiv again before you know it. There, there almost always is. Apparently, there's a happy, was it ha- a happy grill in London if anyone wants to go to a happy grill. That's what we're really missing. <laughs> Oh, that's a highlight of Plovdiv is uh, Happy Grill. <laughs> now one in London, apparently. Wow. What's a Happy Grill? Um, I think it's Bulgarian Wimpy, girl. basically. Oh, I don't know, okay. I've never been, but apparently it's the highlight. Well, sounds great. Sounds great. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you might be missing out on that. Uh, but yeah. now you know there's one in London, there's always, uh, <laughs> so always that alternative you can nip down for a... Well, you can fly down in the morning, spend the day in... Uh, in the happy grill and then fly home again yeah nothing wrong with the carbon footprint there that's that's just grand I mean I'm vegetarian <laughs> so it's going to be even more interesting sure. <laughs> of course yeah, even better wow what a great day out you could grill a mushroom I mean like seriously I mean what's wrong with that <laughs> a mushroom get, yeah well you've got to keep the vegetarian happy <laughs> yeah that's hint, hint of tokenism there but yeah okay well that's interesting <laughs> So presumably at some point, yeah, you will have loads more World Cups and Grand Prix. Yeah, I think it's going to be moss ball down a hill. Like you have one and then they're just going to like, okay, one worked. Now we're just going to have to do Mm. them all really quickly. Yeah. That sounds sounds familiar. Uh, Yeah. I think I've read somewhere as well that the Europeans, the upcoming Europeans is going to be a zonal qualifier as well for Olympics. I have that in my head somewhere. Or did I read that? I think I, someone said that to me. Oh, something really. Oh, were they going to use it as a zonal qualifier? Qualifier? Quali- I don't know. Can't what, speak. Easy, easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because hmm. the next one's meant to be for seniors. It's in Turkey. Maybe. Maybe it's the 2023 ones. Who knows? I'm making stuff up. I should say it with more yeah, confidence. Well, well, the zonal qualifier won't be until what? 2023? Yeah. So. It won't be until 2024. Well, 2024, yeah, well. That's also yeah. true. that's really kind of the... Don't listen to anything I say. Before, I'm just fact-check it and then tell me I'm wrong. It's fine. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I'm sure there was some kind of... Uh, Fake fencing news. Yeah. Yes, that's what we need. We need more of that. Anyway, we've done loads of that over the last five years. Wild speculation. So, might as well just carry on. Well, I know that's the right. Olympics are going to be in 2024. Well, they're you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Birmingham, no. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. What have I been doing? Well, I suppose part of the reason I've uh, failed to sign up for another um, Olympiad worth of talking about fencing is prospect that, uh, well, at the moment the odds are kind of against being around for, for Paris 2024, although... Uh, I'm quite keen on the idea of making that if I can. And yeah, health is a bit sketchy, so yeah. I do hate this idea of, oh, I'll make a commitment to doing this and then not being able to do it. Um, however, in the meantime, um, I've got plans to be scooting around Europe with my son going to European cadet circuit stuff, so uh, that'll be fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so if any of you happen to be in 
Iceland and Germany at the end of October, Budapest in the middle of November, when, when you will be in Orléans, mm-hmm. and Cabrières in France in the middle of December. Nice. Is, uh, I think, what the, the end of my, my year is looking like, so that should be good. Bit of travelling to finish, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. And then hopefully, hopefully, I might even get asked back to do some commentary in, uh, in Paris in January. So if you're listening to any, anybody from the Friends Federation, I'm definitely up for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so I hope, hope to be floating around at a few things in the sort of reasonably foreseeable future. Yeah, so. I think I think the only travel that I'm likely to do in the immediate future is I've got one more trip to London to f- flip in sports talk, I think. Where's the, champ- where's the national championships? Is that? Uh, sports talk. That is, is sports, sports talk. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah, so I'm going to be in sports talk. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky you. I, I miss when national championships were in Sheffield. I really yeah. miss when they were in Sheffield. Yeah, I they loved were, it when they were, they were there. Great. Yeah, but, but they it was were incredibly a good venue. expensive. Yeah, incredibly expensive, apparently. Yeah. yeah. It, was, yeah. it so, was a good venue. The food was terrible, but there was a good venue. Plus, Sheffield is an amazing place. Uh, amazing in what way, Gav? If you did badly, uh, you could go to the shopping centre. Sheffield's got a brilliant nightlife. Did you guys never go out in town? It's an amazing place. I, I mean, I was, I was like, oh, sorry, fifteen, sixteen. So no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you never didn't. You didn't go out. Your, your mum's not listening to this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I suppose that's our kind of immediate plans. Um, do you probably have to do a kind of massive list of thank yous, like a kind of bad Oscars acceptance speech. You don't have to thank your parents or partners or anything like that, but I suppose over the kind of five years that we've been going, there have been quite a lot of people who've done stuff for us and helped us and uh, generally tried to make our, our lives better and easier. So we should, we should probably really thank all of these people before we mm-hmm. uh, disappear off. Um, so we, we kind of broke with format by... Uh, not starting off by thanking our our lovely sponsors and equal lovely equally lovely Patreon supporters. So, big Ooh. big thank you to uh, uh, to Lee and Paul mm-hmm. who've uh, applied us for cash go. and uh, bought stuff for us and made connections for us with uh, particularly with people in France. Actually, made uh, certain interviews a lot easier to do. Uh, particularly like to like like to thank uh, Ben Paul who I've interviewed a couple of times, has been kind of endlessly supportive, uh, given us total journalistic freedom to say whatever we want, <laughs> which has been great. And even when he's copped some flack with us, he's, uh, for that, he's def- defended us. I'm not going to name any names, but um, yeah, thank you very much for that indeed. Um, and yeah, our equally lovely Patreon supporters. Yeah. I think the important point is, is that we won't stop taking the money from you, or will we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check your bank accounts next month. Um, if it's unexpectedly several thousand pounds or dollars lighter, then you'll know what's happened. That That's was right. us. That's it. Yep. But as we sail off in, into the sunset in the, the SS podcast, <laughs> yeah, our, our crypto boat, you know, we're going to go on a crypto cruise, cruise or something like that. Yeah. Double, double down on Ethereum or whatever it is that people are buying. Oh, you know. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Um, so, who else we've got to thank? Chris Heaps? Have we said thanks to Chris Heaps? We haven't said thanks to Chris Heaps, the uh, writer and performer of our, our lovely intro and outro music, which five years on I still absolutely love hearing. 
I've just realised that the forum was still alive when we started. That's how long ago that was. Christ, I feel old. Um, that is ancient history, isn't it? Yeah. Who else have we got to thank? Who, who else? Who else? Uh, Michelle. Thanks to Michelle. Michelle Golding of uh, Fencing Stuff, who made our uh, lovely logo, a kind of enduring representation of the of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much to her. Yes, indeed. Uh, a shout out to the French Federation because they've been stalwarts of the uh, of the podcast over the years. I will still be there. I'll still man the Twitter desk, guys. You you won't miss out on my gifts. Yeah, our social media channels, I think, will continue to run. Um, yeah, albeit even more intermittently and unreliably than they do at the moment. Which is yeah, that's quite quite a bold claim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a big shout out to Philippe specifically. Philippe Fado, who has moved on from the Fence Federation, become the lead organiser for fencing at the Paris 2024 Olympics. So, uh, yeah, definitely want to keep in with him, Gav, because, you know, <laughs> a few years from now, he's likely to be looking for an experienced hall announcer. I, I, it's funny, I, I know I actually know somebody's Will got some experience Will you be available, do you think? I do might you? Be, I might be, yeah. I did bump yeah. into Philippe, uh, actually, in the venue. It's uh, one of the more surreal things is going to Japan and bumping into somebody that you know from France. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was actually lovely. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're getting tips. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've I've said hello. I made sure that uh, Philippe is aware Ari- of us. Oh, and Ariana He's aware of your presence. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget about Ariana from uh, PM. Yeah, absolutely. Ariana Skarekia, who did interviews with Rita Bowden and uh, Danny Garozzo and Alicia Volpe for us, mm-hmm. and uh, also gave us lo- lots of good inside gossip on Italian fencing, which uh, quite often we couldn't share. But uh, it was really, it was really good to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else have we got to thank? Is anybody, is anybody? Is there anybody? Is anybody who want to? Anyone who want to point a gun at? Since it's our last one. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've been mentioned previously, and I'll I'll not I'll not go over that again. All right. Okay. Uh, fine. I shall tell you who else I would like to thank, and it's a really long list, so I'm not going to name you all individually. Um, all the lovely people that I interviewed over the course of the five years, uh, athletes, coaches, administrators, commentators, all sorts of uh, really interesting, lovely people who who gave up their time to to speak about fencing. Uh, with me and since I do love talking about fencing uh, that is absolutely great and I really appreciate uh, all of them because they were all they were all fun and they were all mm-hmm. they all had interesting things to say so uh, yeah thank you to every single one of them who's left who's left Can't who, many. surely that's everyone in well, fencing I want to say thank you to you guys for letting me uh, be part of this oh, and oh of course fencing. well I mean thank goodness because it, it and, saved me uh, from having to on Gav so it's, it's great Oh, I don't have to watch any more Sabre Oh it's so good <laughs> I don't have to watch any more Epi Woo! Have you never watched any Sabre anyway It was me <laughs> bluffing my way through uh, Sabre chat for I think it must have been the best part of three years um, I watched and- at least one At least I watched at least one Sabre tournament At least one Yeah. <laughs> so yes thank you Kate For uh, enormously boosting the, the quality of chat about Sabre And of course uh, coining the phrase Sabre Presence which will Indeed. be your enduring legacy I think <laughs> to uh, to podcast world <laughs> yeah I think I think it's become part of the lexicon now yeah very much so Actually, I think I, I, I used to describe myself all the time I'm, I'm getting a t-shirt with that one I am a Sabre Peasant yeah. yeah Sabre Peasant or Fencing Wizard as well uh, yeah <laughs> we are going to have to be we are going to have to be Sabre Peasants I'm afraid <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, disappointing uh, thank you to all the coolest fencers in the world as well oh indeed 
so many of them. She's just being cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine example to set, and uh, I'm glad that I managed to persuade you so often that they should be foilists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's demonstrably true that foilists are cool. But I, anyway, I, let's actually, not get do into, you know what? Let's not have, get to this debate again. No, actually, can we have can we have a final coolest fencer? Because actually, I want to, I, I want to actually go for uh, an epiest. Not just me. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean. The uh, Roman from uh, from the French Federation would be my coolest fencer on the planet for getting the gold medal. Yeah, that was pretty from, cool. Yeah, getting the gold medal <laughs> in the Olympics, and I was there to now, see. This is it. weird. I'm 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 going to come up with a, a nomination as well for the coolest fencer on the planet from the Olympics, and it's not going to be a foilist. Oh, oh, go for it! And it's not going to be uh, Mr. Canon either. Oh. Uh, Aaron Salagi. Uh, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Three times Olympic individual champion. That's phenomenal, and he looked amazing in the process. Actually, um, I've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a coolest fence on the planet who is a foilist. Ah, have at it. Um, <laughs> go on then. Astrid Gear, and why? Because she was what age is she now? Forty two, forty three, and she's a spaceship designer. <laughs> yeah. She's still fancy um, at the Olympics, and and she's a spaceship designer in real life. So she was there, she was part time basically, and she still got a run out for the for the team. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, or could go for, and I'm going to revert to form here. The man scoring the final hit at the Tokyo Olympics, our man, or well, our enduring coolest fencer on the planet. Team. Yeah, yeah. The the, the grand atlas, you know, the tiny little atlas of French foil just holding this huge planet on his tiny little shoulders. That would seem only fair. (laughs) I'm feeling all emotional now. Actually, the the other one I would throw into this would be the Japanese men's epi team from the Olympics. That would have made you very happy. Well, I know it made you very happy. Um, A historical moment, another another one I was there to see, so it was good. Gav, actually, before... um, before we get entirely distracted by any other nonsense and, and thanking anybody else that we haven't thanked so far, um, tell us, how miserable was your Olympics? How was your hotel room? <laughs> my, my hotel room was... Uh, it was lovely. <laughs> it was four walls, basically. Uh, for those for those who don't know, the, the restrictions on what you could and couldn't do for the Olympics were pretty bad. I got to see the inside of my hotel room. The inside of the venue, the walk to the Seven Eleven, and the inside of a taxi, uh, and I was there for two and a half weeks, and I was legally bound to follow that those places with the only place I had to go. those are the rules I had to follow. So uh, yeah, I went to, I went all the way to Japan, and that's what I saw. And even the highlights of the Seven Eleven were only opened up to you in the last couple of days, were they not? Well, not quite. It, it turned out I was allowed to go there for about a week. Uh, which is good because it saved me from the absolutely dreadful canteen food that was laid on for us, which is a, a, an absolute shock to the system because I really adore Japanese food and I was really looking forward because my experience was in Japan, even the bad food's excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you hadn't been prepared for this bad food. No, 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 because it turns out if there's one constant of all fencing tournaments around the world, it's the canteen food is... <laughs> It's just terrible. <laughs> May have to bleep that out, Gav. But yeah, um, <laughs> we've we've done quite well in the past for not, for not swearing at the course of the pro- podcast. Uh, but you've you've it's the final one. Just let me just let me have this one one moment. Okay, 
So I, 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 need to, <laughs> I need to put a, a, an ex, explicit content one in our final episode. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and like, what, what people don't understand, I mean, like, so because we weren't really allowed to go out to the shops and the hotel was refusing to put food on for me, I was worried for about three days that I would actually just starve to death in the hotel room. But uh, uh, I was told that there was a canteen on and it was free and here's some, have some vouchers, go and enjoy the canteen. So I went to the canteen. First first night was pretty good. It was uh, it was kind of like, I don't know you describe it, chicken yakitori type stuff with, with rice and cabbage, a bit of barbecue sauce. It was, uh, it was actually quite nice. I was a little bit kind of confused by the cold poached egg, which you had to mix in with your rice. That was a little bit confusing. It was ice cold poached egg, which is something I've never had before. Uh, but it was nice enough, and I thought that's okay. I'll, I'll see what we're going to get the next day. I thought I'll go for breakfast. I bet you a, a Japanese breakfast is nice. And then they gave me turkey burgers for my breakfast. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was two turkey burgers, rice and cabbage I had for breakfast, and a bit of barbecue sauce. And the alternative was a curry, which is what you want at uh, half past seven in the morning. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then at lunchtime, <laughs> perfect way to start the day. At lunchtime, it was noodles with some other kind of burger type thing and then or a curry and then in the evening you had a choice because this is the time I said I'm going to have the curry I'm going to have my dinner I'm going to have a curry so I went and I pointed the guys didn't, unfortunately didn't speak very good English and I sort of pointed I said what's this they went oh curry and I'll have that then and it was uh, well it was a curry uh, it was kind of like it was brown and it came with rice and two tiny pieces of beef um yeah so it was yeah yeah so i've got a lot to say about the canteen it was it was Mm, quite quite an experience uh what else oh like i don't know i don't know for people out there who've been to japan but they have uh, cicadas in japan i don't know if anyone's ever heard the cicadas in japan but i had to actually ask people what the hell was that racket you walk down the street and there's this, this this noise. I can't even describe it. It's it's like a really loud, weak, weak kind of noise. It's very strange. So it's a kind of, just for those that aren't aware, it's like a sort of giant grasshopper or something, isn't it? But no, well, no, they're like much noisier. They look like do they not look like a cockroach, but they make the noise of a giant grasshopper. That, that's 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 yeah, like that. Yeah, they're really Close big enough, and they're really big as well. I'm holding up my hand. It's great. It's great uh, radio. Uh, but they're kind of the size of the palm of your hand. It's, they're massive as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, and noises. So-and-so's. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it was, it was quite a good experience. And, like, if you if you were lucky enough to walk to the shop, because that was your ration of exercise, you got to experience the pleasure of Japanese high summer, which is like basically being hit in the head with an axe. It's unbelievably hot and humid. Like on the news stories, there were stories about people, you know, really struggling with the heat. The athletes and stuff like that. I feel for those guys because all I was doing was walking five minutes, and I'm a pasty northerner, and I was already I was drenched in sweat by the time I, I got to the got to the Seven Eleven. It was, I mean, it is just like I've grew up in Africa, but I hadn't quite. It's been a long time, and I hadn't experienced anything like that in a very. It was unbelievably hot. It, it was easily thirty five, thirty six nearly 100% humid. It was awful. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, so that was that was also an experience. Obviously, they got to see some fencing in a nice air-conditioned hall, which was lovely. <laughs> oh, and I should talk about the 7-Elevens, actually, because that was the other highlight of the... the apart from the fencing. I've, it, the highlight the 7-Elevens are just like cost-cutter, but, with, by, but run by Marks and Spencer. So the food is, is lovely, so... 
Okay, I'm, I, I, I don't know what more to, to ask, Avery. How was the actual fencing? It was good. Did you see much? Did you see much of it? Did you see all of it? Did I see all of it? I was there for all of it, but I was busy for the vast majority of the time and I didn't get to see very much until the team events, which is a very strange thing to say considering I was about 15 feet from the action. But the way it works is you, you get your script, but you have to prepare for the next round. And so, I mean, you can freestyle it if you like, but it's very risky. You're going to say something really terrible, probably. So you, you get your, you've got your script. You're given it at the start of the day. You know what you're doing for the rest of the day, but you have to go through. And as you, as things change, you have to prep or sometimes you have to write an announcement or do an, which is another bizarre thing, actually, because it was, the event was run as though there was an audience. So you were doing adverts and stuff, even though there was nobody there, which I thought was a bit strange. Right. I know why they did it. I know why they did it. It was to give the atmosphere of the event. It's like, it wasn't a problem, but as you're doing it, it feels very strange. Uh, but you had to fill out, you had to do your, you know, you, you do your, your speech and everything like that, but you have to write the next bit and that takes a lot more prep than you think. So I didn't really see a hell of a lot, apart from maybe the finals uh, and the individual events. Just, just far, far too busy, all the time. Okay, so I did, but I did see Kanon winning. I did see the Japanese ends Epi team winning, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite the weirdness, despite not really getting to see anything of Japan at all, apart from the bits that you mentioned, not seeing as much of the fencing as you might expect for somebody in the venue. Uh, glad you went. Yeah, yeah. The first couple of days I, when I was locked, the, the three day, during the three-day quarantine, I was questioning my choices. I was genuinely thinking this is the worst mistake I'd made. I was, I was at the other end of the world. I hadn't slept in two days. I hadn't eaten properly in about the same amount of time. And it was, it, I was starting to think this is, this is a mistake. But once, the, once the, the, the action started and we were actually working, it was great. The, the, the people I was working with are really pleasant. Um... Shout out to Rico, the uh, my Japanese female co uh, hall announcer. She was lovely, um, and uh, the guys from oh, what was it again? Panasonic, I think it was. We were doing all the sounds. It turned out that we had the same sound team as the X Factor, and Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> so, oh, and uh, I can't remember, but one of one, I can't remember some some famous grime artist. But I'm an old man now, so I haven't got a clue who that was. Yeah, would not expect you to know that guy. Yeah. Your claim to fame. It's my claim to fame, but yeah. So, oh, shout! That's that's somebody else I would like to thank. Since they were doing the, the podcast, thanks to the sound guys because they they were the only people who sorted me up with coffee until I figured out how coffee worked in Japan. <laughs> right. So, we're not interested in whether they made you sound good or not, but they gave you coffee. <laughs> good. That's that's highly professional, Gav. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Doug. Um, well, th- thanks for that. Uh, alternative view of the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, you've seen you've seen the fencing. I hear what it's like to eat turkey burgers at seven in the morning. You know, <laughs> true enough. True enough. Okay, well, I think once again we have to say that's probably enough, enough rambling, and for a final time as well. So yes. um, sad times, guys. Yeah. So, uh, dear listeners, if you want to picture the the three of us standing on the deck of the fencing podcast yacht. Uh, waving or saluting as you feel is appropriate and sailing off into the sunset for a final time. Uh, thanks very much for listening all these years and uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, hopefully we'll see you around at something. So mm-hmm. thanks again and uh, bye-bye.